Welcome back, Impact You listeners. We're very excited to bring on our guest, Kimberly, today to really talk about a, a topic that I think could resonate with a lot of folks, which is just on the, the home buying process, you know, what that's looked like over the past couple of years, whether, you know, it's it makes sense to rent or buy, but we'll certainly get into that. But I definitely want to introduce uh, our, our guest today, Kimberly, who I've had a great pleasure to just say really close friends with and honestly over the years become more and more close friends with. And, you know, we work together prior to where we work at now. We also work together where we're at now too. Um, and honestly, she's been a, a very, very dear friend, you know, I, I could say personally and professionally. So um, Kimberly, I'd love for you to be able to introduce yourself. Yeah, no, thank you, Charlie. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I'm very grateful for our friendship and colleagueship as well. Um, Charlie and I work together. Um, we both work um, for River or with Riverside County um, in workforce development. Um, so very, very passionate about career development. In our past, we worked together in career development um, with students, and now we're working with professionals. So just, you know, really, really passionate. I think I can speak for both of us, Charlie, um, you know, about the the development and knowledge and training and resources provided to, um, you know, future professionals, um, students. Um, so that's how we met. Um, and that's what I do for a living. Um, but we're talking about this because we both bought um, we both went through the home buying process around the same time. So we're, we both talk about it on um, calls with each other individually. Um, we both referenced it um, throughout our conversations and our work. Um, and so I'm really excited to talk about this particular topic. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how you bridge that connection too. just like, you know, like development and, and, and you know, con continual learning and, you know, being able to like do workforce development, because I think that parallels a little bit to even our conversation today, which is like, how do we continue to, to learn ourselves, but also be able to help support others and, and just kind of learning about something that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot. And, and people don't really learn it until they're actually in it, which by then it's like, oh, gosh, like you're just flustered at least I was when I was going through I'm like okay this feels overwhelming but I need to learn this just for the sake of what I need to do next so I mean let's let's kick it off I, I our topic today is really around just sort of sort of like the home buying process like what we learned from it and how we can share that with other people so I'll start off with just sort of the the general theme you know part and, and I like to kind of go from like a story aspect to it um, for at least for myself um, and my partner you know we were renting for about three years and this was you know like around the time of a little bit before the pandemic I definitely want to give a disclaimer to folks like when, when we bought our home this was during the time of the pandemic you know probably around like 2000 end of 2000 early 2001 nope sorry <laughs> what am I thinking 2020 2021 um I wish it was 2000 2001 um simpler times but, you know, that during that time, you know, the the housing market was just in a whole total disarray. I mean, you know, you can you could buy a house for a really, really low interest rate. Homes were so like so many of them were available to be able to buy. So I think just the 
the dynamic and the experience then was very different from present day right now in 2023. So, you know, we were renting for a while and we, you know, we were saving up enough money to be able to buy. And I think it made sense for us to buy also because we were going to be, you know, changing jobs. We were going to could be um, in a different location. So we wanted to find something for us that was a lot closer to both um, my partner and I's family. And so I, I felt like, it, I, I look back on it now and kind of question like, hey, you know what? Like, did it make sense to buy? Could we have stayed renting a little bit more, but it just in a different place? Because I think that's a, a topic that gets talked about a lot right now, which is like, is it just cheaper to be able to rent versus buy because with buying you're committing a lot but it's also sort of a long-term investment whereas renting you know you're just kind of going with what you have you know month to month so i don't know if there's necessarily a right answer i think it's for at least what i realize it's finding what makes sense for you um i know for us having a home it really gives me a lot of that autonomy of just being able to take care of things um on my own knowing what knowing what goes on knowing you know just being able to have a space that i can call my own i think renting was frustrating uh, and i think i've expressed to many people like having you know a, an apartment for example that there's a lot of just neighbors that made it really disruptive to be able to live and sleep and so there's a lot of autonomy that comes with having a home but there's also a lot that people should know of what goes into it as yeah. well so I'll, I'll i'll start there but let me transition to you kind of get your thoughts on that yeah, no, definitely. And I'm glad I'm so glad you shared the dynamics of how it differs year to year or every couple of years because, you know, during the pandemic that was very it was very different. Uh we bought in early 2021 but had started looking in late 2020. Um I rented for 12, 13 years. Um and moved all over the place in Southern California. Um, I never had as big of a space as I do now. So it's hard to compare like what I'm paying now to what I was paying then, especially over the span of, of 12, of, you know, 12, over a decade. Um, however, I will tell you that, you know, in my last renting experience, I was paying way more than I am now as a home buyer. However, I was lucky to move in with family in between when I stopped renting and when I um, bought my home and I bought it with my partner as well. Um, and that was something that I grappled with. Like if I didn't have a partner, how much different would my home buying process look? Um, so I definitely think for me and then with the dynamics of the housing market at that time, it made sense to buy. And I, like I said, I definitely acknowledge my privilege and being able to live with family for a little bit and not pay rent um, and save money during that time. I also had accumulated, you know, debt to be transparent um, throughout that time because the reality was, was I was with renting. I was living beyond my means and being able to, you know, save for a, save for a house or save for property, save for any, you know, save for any type of um, investment um uh, like a property. Um, so buying made sense for me at that time, but I realized that there's a lot of factors that go into, you know, this versus this. Um, but at that time it, you know, it made, it made the most sense. So I think weighing your options in terms of like, 
you know, what are you, what do you have access to? Do you have access to moving in with a family member? Do you have access to downsizing so you can save, um, you know, and really, you know, figuring out what your budget is and, you know, how much you're spending here and there um, and specifically in relation to renting. Um, but I agree with you, Charlie, the autonomy is, you know, fantastic, whether it's a condo, whether it's a, uh, you know, your own home, your own, your own, um, you know, your own home where you don't share any walls with anybody. Um, I think that that is a huge plus. And also, like, I want to bring up the fact that, you know, buying for those of us that don't have a ton of savings that we're putting away um, outside of, you know, our home or our you know, property that we're investing in, it does feel like I'm saving money um, just by having, by buying a loan. Like we don't have a ton of um, income to be putting anywhere else in terms of savings. So this feels like, you know, we are saving money just by having that property value and continuing to pay it down, um, at least for me. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Cause I mean, you know, typically when we're in the renting space, it's like, yes, you, you have that, you know, instance where the, the property managers are, are taking care of all the things that you don't have to worry about. You know, if there's a plumbing issue that comes up, you just let them know they'll, they'll come in and take care of it. Um, now, you know, just, I guess the trade-off with that is, is also knowing like, okay, well, you know, is that something that I myself can be able to take care of? Is that something where, you know, if I want that autonomy to be able to take care of that um, versus, you know, like if you're renting, you're also paying into something that you're not getting back. <laughs> it's not accumulating in terms of wealth or um, value. It's just, you're just putting into it and you, you kind of know, have to know what to expect from that versus when you're at home, like that value is just going to increase over time, hopefully. Um, with everything, the market and whatnot, but you know, that realistically, that's what's supposed to happen. And yes, it, it, it feels like a lot. I, I will admit it definitely felt like a lot in the beginning because it's like, whoa, like I'm putting how much down for this house I'm paying how much per month. I just have to look at it from the end part of it. It's like, all right, you know what? Like it's, it's going to actually increase in value. And that's sort of what I'm going into this with. Right. Um, definitely it, it, it kind of, even that process of, of, you know, now going into the next stage of it, which is finding, you know, what, what is the right home finding who's, who's going to be able to help me get to that. One big thing I, 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 a headline I would say for this part that I would really emphasize for myself is never, ever be afraid to ask questions and even reach out to people to ask questions. Like you never know who's going to have the answer you might need or be able to help educate because i felt like that's kind of where i i learned a lot which and, and made mistakes quite honestly which was i first started off when and even thinking about where do i even start this process of looking for a home you know people look on like zillow redfin um those main places and also you know like we wanted to work with an agent as well and so I remember I had reached out to my cousin who at the time was also, you know, looking to buy a home. And he's like, Hey, you know, like a close friend of mine does like the loan part of it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me talk with that person. And then from there, they were very, very helpful. They were actually the people who we stuck with the whole time to help us out with our loan. So I think finding the people who also like you resonate with and like, yeah, you know what? I feel like comfortable with them. I feel like I, I'm learning a lot and they're really supportive. Um, so that, that helped us. 
Um, now, this is kind of where it took a little bit of a turn. So they had recommended an agent um, that we had worked with for a little bit. But I think the challenge with that is that um, with that agent, they, I think over time, we kind of got a vibe like they were in it more for the sale than they were for, you know, getting us the right home that fits for us. Um, the We were actually like pretty deep in terms of like, uh, like the process of buying us a home. Um, you know, we were even going through like the inspection process and all that stuff. Like we were getting close to close, like two weeks probably before it was going to close. And we actually had to pull out of that one because we were just having a lot of just sort of like internal, like, oh, is this right for us? Because one of the things that they didn't, they weren't really transparent about at the beginning was that this home has, and this is the first time I ever heard this word easement, uh, which is, I, the, I guess, the that shared driveway is what they call it. And so, you know, with that home, we realized like, yeah, we can't really do much with that. Like we can't build a wall to separate it. It just, it is what it is. Or you're just going to have a shared driveway with the person next to you. And they weren't really clear about what we could or could not do with that. And so that led us to really feeling icky and like, do we want to stick with this person? And so eventually we, we, we talked about it with our, um, my brother-in-law, who was also kind of in that stage as well, buying a home. And he was like, hey, no, like, check out my, my really close friend. He's been working with us for a very long time. He helped, you know, my mom be able to buy a home. It, when we met with him, it was like night and day, honestly. Like, he was very much into helping us. Like, hey, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very straightforward. If this is a good home, if this is a bad home, like, and we're going to find what you want. And so I think even though that experience of like, hey, talk to as many people as possible, let them know what you're trying to do, because you never know who's going to be there to be able to help support you or guide you to a, a person that could help you and feels right for you. Um, and it, it helped us a lot to know that we can have that option, that we could ditch the first person and then be able to go to a new agent that fits a lot better for us. So what we'll, we'll some of your experiences with that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up to because I think that a lot of people especially in the asking questions you know a lot of people are like why would they want to help like why would they want to help me they don't have time to help me or you know I haven't I know for me I was like I haven't answered any of their questions and I feel like I'm always asking them questions I rely on my network a lot and the people that are um you know just in my in my life a lot um however you like remembering that you're going to pay that forward eventually and make it a make it a point to pay forward what you learn and to share what you learn I think that that's you know key and making yourself feel comfortable and asking those questions um I agree I think referrals and talking to people that you know that have either bought a home or that work in the industry adjacent to the industry um, my partner has family at, you know adjacent to the industry not directly in you know as that practice real estate but ha like that are adjacent and appraising notary um, that know a lot of people so um, connecting with those family members or friends was key for us as well because we knew absolutely nothing and the people in our life um either hadn't gone through this experience or had been through this experience in another dynamic or it had been a really long time. Um, so we connected with the people that they knew. So I feel like it was more of an extension of network um, where we had to like go through multiple people to find the right people to help us. So like Charlie mentioned, like there's 
you know, somebody that does the loan and then there's somebody that helps you find the house and um, making sure that that person is looking out for what's best for you, that becomes very clear as they start to show you houses. So what type of pressure do you feel? Like what, how, um, you know, how uh, short answered are the answers that they're giving you to the questions that you have or um, just the relationship that you're building. I, you know, my partner and I didn't feel pressured at all to like make an offer or to like bend where we didn't want to bend. Or, you know, we were looking at a few locations too. Like they, you know, our agent was very neutral when it came to that. Um, There was a lot of education there. They moved quickly when, you know, especially in the market that we were in, you needed to move quickly, um, but never felt the pressure. So we ended up staying with the same person the whole time. Um, and however, had talked to other agents that we had met, but this person felt best for us, um, you know, for both of us. Um, I also think that the relationship with that said, the relationship between your lender and your agent is also very important. Have they worked together before? Do they know each other? Have they like, have they crossed paths? Um, that at least was important for me. So we ended up going with a local lender so that the process was smoother for the two of them. Um, so I think that that was also key. Um, so in, you know, in, in light of us talking about finding the right agent, working with the right person, asking questions, like it's the same for anybody that helps you in the home buying process. And you want to make sure that those relationships between them are good too. Um, so I'm really happy with that experience that we had, but again, like, don't be afraid to ask questions, put questions on social media. Like if you have a social media account, like who's bought a house in the last year, like what were your experiences? Like people, you'd be surprised. Like people are really wanting to share their experiences and they're, they're really open to help. So, and then, you know, do the same, like pay it forward for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, something I was even thinking about too, is just like the, that the fact of there's a lot of just, um, a lot more that I guess the individual has a say in and and ability to step in and be able to voice like, Hey, I really like this. I really don't like this. Or, you know, a lot of even what we did too, was like, I I was on, (laughs) I remember during that, that time period, I was on like, Zillow and Redfin like daily almost like hourly just trying to like okay like where, where's the home where can we go look and all that stuff and it became like super overwhelming but at least I felt like hey you know what like I'm I actually feel a lot more knowledgeable and, and tapped into this is what we like and what we don't like and then being able to send that to our agent like hey what do you think about this like you know is this something that we can go take a look at this weekend and and they were super like helpful in that sense or like yeah like you know this this meets some of the criteria you're looking for or yeah no don't even bother with this because i think to have an agent tell you like hey like don't even bother with this or like hey i've worked with the seller before like they're they're not really great and being helpful with that and so like having that is very um useful because otherwise we would just be looking at everything and i think after a while that's how we felt was just that fatigue of like going to look at homes like people may think like oh yeah you're gonna go look at homes it's exciting it's cool but after a while it does take a toll because you're you're feeling this point of like oh like could this be it could this be the home that i'm gonna be in and you kind of like dream about at least i did i was dreaming about like yeah i could put this there and that and the other but then 
the disappointment like oh we're not gonna actually get that or looking at just so many homes and just feeling fatigued because everything just looks the same after a while but to have an agent who's like this is worth your time versus this not worth your time made that process a lot better for us later on in the process um i know like i, I want to give you some space also to share a little bit more about just kind of the lender aspect of it um so yeah feel free to, to share some of that yeah so i was super confused when it came to the loan and money aspects um and i agree with you charlie like again going back to the dynamics of whatever the market is like we put in a lot of offers and didn't get them a lot like like you know double digits um like 20s 30s um and that was the dynamic of the market i know people that had put in 50 offers and didn't you know get anything however now you know my sister just went through the home buying process and she put in like three offers um so I think knowing like that is so, so, so important. And I think when we talk about agent and lender, them also educating you on the things that maybe even you're not asking, like, so even asking that question, like, what am I not asking about the dynamic of this market that you would ask if you were buying a house, like put it back um, to them, like ask them that question. I think that that was huge too. And that was something that my partner and I asked, like, what are we missing? What are we not asking? Cause there was, there's, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so I think that there was a lot of that throughout this process. And one of that, one of, um, one big thing was related to the lender and the loan and the money aspect of this process. Um, Pete and I had gone to multiple large banks, um, and, you know, a couple credit unions to look at, uh, loan information and to talk to people, um, to talk to different lenders. Um, and ultimately, um, all of the larger banks um, that we went to um, and larger companies um, that originate loans uh, were very um, salesy and did not. And I mean, and I know it's their job, like, you know, they have to, they have to do what they have to do. I'm definitely not, um, you know, definitely not doubting that or, or um, uh, not acknowledging that. However, it just felt like there was a lot of things that once it came down to them showing us, you know, the breakdown of what we were going to be paying, it just felt like, whoa, like this isn't anything that you've gone over with me related to like the closing costs and the points and the interest rate. We would, we were told that we were going to get this interest rate rate, but we weren't educated on the points system and how we were going to have to buy down our interest rate. Um, even though we had, you know, credit scores within the ranges of, you know, good and excellent. Like there was still things that they were, that we were not educated on and didn't find out until the very end. So it just felt very, it, it, it wasn't a good feeling and we didn't feel comfortable working with, um, those particular lenders, it wasn't until we went until we went to a local lender um, within our area. Our particular lender is in the Inland Empire, um, uh, located in the Inland Empire uh, region, um, who had again worked with our agent and some of um, the family members that we know that are in, you know, appraising and notary. Um, and that, that is where we felt like, okay, they're educating us on everything we're going to have to pay, including, um, you know, 
first month of home insurance, closing costs, PMI, like all of the different pieces, like we knew about them prior to the very end once they were going to originate the loan for us. So um, it also was a lot quicker of a process. Um, friends that I had that had gone with larger banks um, were not, some of them were not able to close in the standard like 30 days um you know, that was, that was, uh, required for an escrow process. So, um, you know, we were really happy with how quickly our lender worked. Um, and I think that had to do with them being local, them being, you know, like a smaller business and, um, you know, being very upfront with what costs we were going to have to pay and, um, the relationship between them and our agent. Um, so I think that that's really important too when finding, I mean, the money, the money and the lending process is probably the most important because a lot of people don't understand. I mean, you get so many documents to sign too. That's a whole other piece. You know, you get so many documents to sign. You need people that are, you know, there and ready to answer your questions because there's going to be a lot of jargon that maybe you don't understand. Or at least for me, that was, that was our experience. No, I mean, that's the same for us too. And I, I think, you know, a, a good thing that I'm now thinking about is that like, this is, you know, people's money. Like th this is something you're putting a large amount of money into to invest in and definitely do not take that lightly. It, it, it's then being able to put the onus on the people who are helping you, the lender, the realtor, the agent to be able to ask them anything and everything under the sun of, what, you know, what do I need to know? What don't I know that I haven't learned about? Because this is your money. <laughs> and so, and also the, another thing to keep in mind too, like they're also making a lot of money from that too, from what you're going to be purchasing. And so like they have a buy-in in this as well. And so, you know, it, it's not like you're wasting their time. It's not like you shouldn't be asking these things because you, you rightfully should, because it's your money. And also like, they're going to be making money off of you. And so, it, it, you know, it's not like they're doing this for free. And so like, it's actually their job to be able to help you understand all these different aspects of it. So I think something of that, like that, that I learned was just like, yeah, I, I need to be able to be, you know, to a certain extent annoying about this because like, I have to know this information if I'm going to be making a huge commitment like this. So, you know, now we're, let's kind of get into a little bit more of the nuance part of it and, and really to some of the finer details. And so I think for us, we're, where I want to kind of go to next is a little bit about just like when you are in that process of, of now, like, okay, maybe I, I've found a home that like is more of where I want to, to reside in and, and want to go forward with. Um, I think for, for me, I mean, when we were looking at homes, a couple of things we wanted to look for and, you know, th th this may seem like really just like my preference, but I, I wanted a place that just had, you know, space in the backyard to be able to, to maybe host sometimes, or, you know, I, I think I know my partner, like she, she wanted to be able to have, you know, just like a sufficient amount of rooms and, you know, uh, be able to have like a, like a guest room as well, if we wanted to either rent that out, um, or be able to have people stay over. So like factoring in like what it is you want, in a home is also going to be part of the process. And that's like the fun part, I would say. Like, I, I remember when we were going through the process of like looking for homes, I was like, yeah, like this place has, you know, like a lot of great backyard space, but this place has too much backyard space because I still have to maintain it as well. Yes. Uh, so there, there's a little bit of a balance there. 
Um, and then also, you know, a couple of other factors like, you know, what's the neighborhood like? What's the what's the commute like, you know, going from the freeway to, to there? Um, and so, like, I, I think there's there's just so many different factors that like it's a little bit kind of fun when you're going through the process because you're like, you know, you're really seeing like, how, is this a place that I can re- see myself residing in? coming home to day, you know, day to day and feel excited about. Um, and so I think that was something I actually looked, w- w- really enjoyed about the process. Um, now, uh, to not be a Debbie Downer, but I will be is like, this is the process that I hated, which was I th- it's something I, I learned that I really want to encourage people to do is do your absolute, absolute complete due diligence of just evaluating the home and know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, I kind of knew what we were getting into, but in present day, no, not at all. Because I, I've I've complained and it's of many people and Kimberly included that over this past year, there have been like probably like five or six major repairs that we've had to do. And it it, it sucks because it, it it's like, dang, like this is not what I expected coming into it. And you know, of course, I imagine, you know, it's an older home and like it's something we'll eventually we'll have to do is like take care of these repairs. Fine. I get that. But it's like these are major things. These are like having to repipe the house, having to replace um, our AC unit, um, you know, having to replace our electricity panel. It's like these are things that you shouldn't have to be thinking about when you enter into buying a home. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever it takes to be able to do that due diligence and knowing also timeline wise what it looks like to have these repairs take place like if if for us if we found out like hey you know maybe these are going to be a lot more sooner than we expected before we bought the house maybe we wouldn't have bought this house honestly Mm -hmm. Um, i don't regret it but it's just now like looking back on it like hey what else could i have done maybe to ask more questions about this what can i have asked more about timeline hey like this this unit for example this uh AC unit. How long do you think it could last um, before I have to replace it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are the things. Like even to to present day, I was telling him really before I got on this call, the next freaking repair that I have to do, and it's only been within a year, like year or so, of buying this house, is being able to replace our water tank heater. Um, and so it's like, really, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. And to your point, like of the fun stuff in the beginning. Um, A lot of people are going to tell you a lot of different things. Like Charlie and I are, you know, we're, he mentioned some of the things that really mattered to him and his partner. Um, Take, take what people say, but also make your own assessment too. Like what matters to you? Because I feel like I took too many people's opinions and didn't make time for my own. Some of the things that matter to me, like, where am I going to grocery shop? I don't like to drive far to grocery shop or to go get something really quick. Um, That mattered to me. Like, where's my closest grocery store? Um, uh, I wanted a park by my house. I I don't know, I have a dog. She's young and, you know, she likes to run around. Backyard mattered for that reason as well. Um, I also didn't wanna be by any hills. I don't know where I live, there's the high fire, we're always on high fire alert throughout the summer. So that mattered to me. Like I wanted houses around me. Um, so pay attention to the things that 
matter to you. Also, like, I'm really big on vibes. Like, I knew immediately when I walked into houses, like, what type of vibes I felt um, or how I felt in that space. Um, I also wanted a garage. I weight lift. So that's really important to me to have, you know, at least a little space for, like, my home gym stuff. Um, I also wanted to park in it in in the garage so it had to be at least two spaces so that mattered to me um you know like charlie said guest room like that mattered so just make a list of the things that you want and then you know non-negotiables and then the things you're willing to bend on and really really talk to you know the person that you're buying the home with or if you're buying it by yourself really really reflect on the things that matter to you because a lot of people are going to tell you the things that uh, matter to them and that's how they're going to, that's where they're going to speak from. But maybe that really doesn't matter to you. But if you're trying to factor in what everybody else thinks too, I think that that can get a little overwhelming and you don't need to be any more overwhelmed than you are already. Um, you know, Charlie brought up like having, like thinking about the thing, again, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know anything about ACs or water heaters or appliances. Like I've never fixed one. I don't know how to look at one and say, this is going to last me another year, but maybe there's somebody in your life that does. My dad has been in construction my entire life. So after we did the home inspection report, Pete and I looked at it and we're like, we don't know what half of this stuff means. I don't know if this is bad or good. Um, we're going to have to use our resources. So our dad, my dad came um, with me to that and was able to ask the questions that I wouldn't have asked, you know, look at the ceilings, like what types of things am I missing? Um, you know, looking at the AC, looking at the appliances, looking at the plumbing, like whatever that may be, like bring different people into the mix, um, and rely on that home inspection report. Um, you know, keep it, save it. We still have ours. There was something we had a question about, I think a year in and we were like, oh yeah, that's right. They went over that in the home inspection and they said this, um, and we have a warranty. Like I, there was a roof leak uh, a couple years before we, the seller even put the house on the market and we have a 10 year warranty on that part of the roof. So ask for that type of documentation, um, you know, once you realize like what they're actually saying in the inspection report, don't be afraid to ask for that type of documentation and save it um, because those are things that are gonna matter later. One of the things that I've talked to Charlie about as well, um, we haven't had anything, you know, big come up, but we had a home warranty for, which is different than home insurance, um, big, you know, making sure to know that differentiation um, is important. You have to have the home insurance. You don't necessarily have to keep the home warranty. Most of the time, they, the seller, after you buy, um, or at least during the you know dynamics of the housing market that I bought in, Charlie, I don't know if you had this too, the seller paid for the first year of the home warranty or it extended somehow. Um, and we were able to keep that for a year. Um, we haven't had anything big happen, but I have had people in my life that uh, their air, their AC just broke down like out of nowhere um, and they got a brand new AC with their home warranty. Um, uh, you know, my I, we have family members that their um, uh, refrigerator broke down. Um, the first uh, process was that they had to go through a uh, um you know, a, a repair, um, the repair ended up not working. They got a brand new refrigerator. Um, again, like 
paying attention to what your bond, what your what's included within that home warranty um, is important, but it can save you in a lot of different instances. I'm, you know, some people are like, no, I don't want to pay monthly into a home warranty. I totally get that. Some people really believe in warranties for cars or big investments like homes. Some people don't totally get that. Um, but for us, just based on the experiences from some of our family and friends, we decided to keep it. So we still have it and we pay it monthly. Um, and we're hoping that even if, you know, one thing goes out during the time that we live here, um, that that warranty will then, you know, pay for itself. Um, but really paying attention to what's included, asking questions to them um, about what's included, I think is, you know, important because a lot of unexpected things will come up once you live in the house. And again, it's different than renting. You have to take care of that yourself. Yeah. And I, I'm here on the other side of it where I'm incredibly envious of Kimberly about the home warranty because it's like, yeah, I I, I wish knowing this, I really wish I we would have continued our home warranty because like I would imagine, yeah, a lot of these major repairs that we've had to go, go through and these are like lots and lots of money. Like it's not just like a couple hundreds, like these are a couple thousands where we're like, you have to shell out money for it to obviously be able to just live in the home. And it's like, yeah, I, I really would have wished we would have extended our home warranty. And I, I would encourage folks to really consider that a lot because, and this is me just probably be on a, on a soapbox, but I have no idea what the heck the purpose of a home insurance is quite honestly, because after talking with them on the phone, it, it, it basically makes it seem like unless my house burns down and I have no home anymore, that's when actually it comes into play. But otherwise, like repairs like these, no, it's not worth it. Because otherwise, if you submit a claim, your how much you pay per month for your home insurance, it's going to go up. And it's like, well, why, why would I do that? You know, so it, it, I don't know. There, there probably is a, a grand purpose for home insurance that I don't know about. But as of right now, I, I really see more value in the home warranty than I do, than I do the home insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, I feel the same. Again, we haven't had to use our home insurance either, but it definitely seems like it's more like disaster, like super tragic event related. But again, looking into that too, like, finding out what that covers. Like I just found out um, from my sister that the home insurance company we have uh, for new home buyers or for new um, policies created for home insurance, they no longer offer fire insurance in California. So, you know, paying attention to, to what you need to do and um, you know, what, where you can cover your bases and then figuring out if that works for you financially, um, you know, is, is important. Yeah. And I also definitely want to highlight what you brought up um, earlier, which is like paying attention to what you want versus what other people want. And and I, I would definitely say like that happened a lot to us because we, yeah, we got input from family. We got input from just people who were influencing us a lot. Like, oh, you should really be looking for this instead, or you should really try to look for like spe these specific qualities for the home. And we're like, we don't want that. Like I, you know, like these are some of the things that are, yes, they're important for you, but they're not really that important for us. And so I love, I love how you broke it down even for you. Like, yeah, it could be the smallest thing that may not seem as important to other people, but it, it, it could feel very, very important to us. Um, yeah. And, and so like, yeah, like that's, that's something I think did eventually when we got to that place where you're like, you know what, we have to just, yes, we'll consider what other people say, but we're going to tune out a lot of what they say because 
we really need to make sure that this is good for us because we we're living in it day to day. It has to make sense for our for us and our lifestyle. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, those were some of the big areas I really wanted to focus on. Um. Anything else you wanted to bring up? Anything around like purchases, payments? Um. Anything you feel our, our listeners can really get value from? Yeah, I would say. Um. In addition to knowing what additional costs, I mean, we touched on with the lender, like, um, you know, knowing exactly what you're going to pay. I used to think that closing costs were paid at the end of the loan, that they were factored into your loan. That is not how it works. So make sure you understand exactly that comes out of your pocket. So in addition to your down payment, when you're looking at how much you have to shell out on the front end, also pay attention to not just what the bank approves you for, or not just what your your lender approves you for, but also what is realistic for you. Do you want to put extra in savings somewhere? Do you are you going to be buying a new car in the next year, or do you feel like you're going to need a new car that's going to come with a payment? Um, factor it like make your payment plan because that's what's going to give you what you can actually afford every month because the bank can only see what you currently have and even then sometimes they'll approve you for more than what you feel comfortable paying um and everybody's different everybody wants something different and i would say um you know with that said when you're making your payment plan use an on we used an online calculator every time a new uh uh, we would make an offer on a home. We would factor in the home insurance, the PMI, which is the private mortgage mortgage insurance, which you will pay for um, the time of the loan that it takes you to pay it down to 20%. So usually for people, that's about five years, unless you are coming from another purchase and you have 20% to put down. We definitely did not have 20% to put down. Um you have to pay that amount. Or if you're, I think if you're going through a VA loan, that may be a, a little bit different, but it factored in the PMI, that that particular calculator, the taxes. The last thing I want to hit on is the taxes. The rate, our rate is probably higher than Charlie's rate, just based on how um, the year that our house was built. Like my parents live in LA County and their rate is like super low. Ours is above 1% that can make a huge difference in your payment. And even within the same city, some homes are you know, more expensive than others. Some have what they call a Melarus or a supplemental tax based on what new schools will, were built within that time, based on what new facilities were built during that time. That all gets imp- That all gets input into the taxes that you're paying. So this calculator, like doing it every time you put in an offer on a house, like, can we afford this? Because it's going to change based on house to house. Like, you know, Pete and I had a tax rate that we weren't going to go above with the amount that we were paying. Um, so if you know you, if you're approved from the bank for, you know, 400000 you know, make sure that you factor in like what that payment looks like versus what tax rate you can afford. So pulling out that online calculator, I feel like was super helpful for us, knowing what taxes are required for that particular area knowing what extra we have a small HOA fee. So like all of those things matter and you don't want to be on the back end of that because <laughs> the bank's not going to come and save you and be like, oops, like we didn't realize that 
all these other um, fees were associated with that house that you bought. Um, so I think that the, that's what I kind of want to leave with is just be aware of all of the things you're going to be paying monthly because that can get really, over, that can be even more overwhelming, um, you know, financially um, than anything else is, you know, you're supposed to be excited. You just got into this, you just got into this home, you're closing escrow. And then you find out the tax rates 2% plus you have to pay supplementals, um, you know, every six months. And so just, you know, ask about the taxes, ask your lender, ask your agent, have that calculator up every single time you go to look at a home. And I think that that will really help you in just deciding how much you want to pay monthly. Spot on. I mean, I can't even be said any better than that. It's like, you always want to be in the know and, and also like if you're not in the know even if you have the smallest feeling like i i'm not sure i know about this or i'm not sure what i don't know like know that you can reasonably or should be able to talk with any one of the parties that you're working with and if you feel like you can't then they may not be the right fit for you and 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 that's okay too don't feel like it's you have to stick with you know, a certain party because, oh, you know, you've been working with them for a long time or like you just feel bad. Like, no, like don't feel bad. I mean, there are moments where I did feel bad, but then I had to have some sense of reason from my partner. Like, no, like, look, this is our investment. This is our money. This is really a big purchase that we're doing. It's not just like going to the store and buying something like, no, you're actually investing thousands upon thousands of money. And you have to make sure like, look, everything that you're knowledgeable about and what you're getting yourself into is what you're getting yourself into. So, yeah, I mean, I hope this, you know, episode really kind of brings light to just having a conversation with folks about it, you know, just thinking about things a little bit more deeply, especially if you're going to this next stage of, of your life. So, you know, of course, I want to first just start off by thanking Kimberly for just, you know, being you know, happy to come on to this episode and talk about her experiences, because this was something I definitely wanted to bring up as a topic as an episode I just didn't know who but I'm glad Kimberly you were able to be part of this yes I'm so happy to talk about this I love to learn about the process I've learned a lot from you Charlie um, and I just feel like the more we talk about it the more we can share resources and we we really need that community especially for things like this um, and just know like you know people are more than people are really happy to help I was really surprised at, at just what my thought process was going into it and how much I learned and how many people helped me, how many people helped me and how I'm able to like pay it forward now. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you so much, listeners. Of course, if you have any questions, um, I, I, we definitely open up uh, the channel of, you know, like asktastingmeeting at gmail.com. Reach out to us via email or even via um, Instagram, you know, at, you know, taste the meaning. You know, we want to be able to still support in any way possible if, if anything that you're kind of thinking about from this episode. So mm -hmm. please reach out to us. Um, but until our next episode, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back with you all. But of course, continue to take care of yourselves and most importantly, take care of others. Bye, y'all.